It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Welcome to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. I'm Cammie Carlisle, and today in studio we have Miranda Sherman, who is an author, educator, speaker, nutritional therapist, and neurofeedback specialist. Holy moly, Miranda, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Cammie. Now, you're here today to talk about your book, The Mighty Fork. Yes, ma'am. Before we get too far into the book, tell us a little bit about your background. Hmm, okay. Gee, there's so much to know. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually a Colorado girl. I was born and raised in Colorado. Lucky. And, uh, and I chose to come to Nebraska. Isn't it wonderful? I love it here. But um, yeah, just had a basic, regular, you know, growing up. And then I thought I was going to go one direction and ended up being very, very sick. Oh. And that changed my entire direction in life. And I sought a way to heal myself, and then out of that came a desire to help other people. So Wonderful. Well, yeah. we're glad you're here. Thanks. Now, today we're going to talk about your book, The Mighty Fork, which I read. I loved it. I ate it up. Oh, good. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your exper- experience of healing yourself by eating the correct foods. Okay. Give us that story. Well, yeah. So I was very sick in quite a few ways. I mean, I was physically ill, but I also had a lot of anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And you can't really separate the head from the body. So I'm a brain therapist, but... You really can't separate the head from the body. Uh So I discovered through none of my own intelligence, but completely listening to other people, hey, there might be a chance that food could heal your body. Uh Well, I was pretty stubborn because, you know, hello, donuts. Mm. They're a thing. So I sure love a good donut. (laughs) But um, I, you know, I had heard someone say you can heal, you know, emotional issues as well as physical issues with food. Right. And so... I thought, well, I'll try it for a few weeks. You know, I can always go back to donuts, right? Yeah. Like donuts will be waiting yes. if I need them. <laughs> and I was actually in denial, really, truly, Cammie. I mean, my husband was the one who said, I think when you eat, it really affects your mood. You mm. seem to be fine, and then you eat something like a muffin, for example, and then you have anxiety. And I was like, that oh. is impossible. There is no way a muffin is connected to anxiety. But I did a little experimentation on myself, and he might have been right. So. (laughs) Wow, really? A muffin? A muffin. Okay. Yes. And so I was willing to at least try because I was not well. So I did. I gave up um, processed foods, dairy, wheat, and sugar Mm -hmm. for a few weeks and I felt spectacular. I felt so much better. Of course, I still kind of cheated. And I tried to do the 80-20 thing, right? You eat... Good, yep. 80% of the time, 20% yep. of the time. And that's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Sure. But um, for me, I kind of felt like 80% of the time I felt great. 20% of the time I felt like I was poisoned. So, you know, I eventually went to just, let's just eat this way. Uh-huh. Well, then I became a nutrition therapist because I wanted to teach other people about the amazing power of just amazing food, wonderful mm-hmm. food. It seems so simple to me. And I started teaching on this subject, and people said exactly what I said. First of all, what do you eat, right? Like, what do you eat? There's a million diets. Should I eat that? Should I eat that? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Second, I don't have time. I mean, who has the time? Right. Right? Yeah. I don't want to spend my time in the kitchen. I watch those cooking show channels, uh, you know, the shows that are like cooking 30 minutes. I'm like, that's great. I don't have 30 minutes. (laughs) Right. I have a crock pot and a 
finger that can push a button. There you go. So, yeah, I don't do the 30-minute meals. And then the third thing is I don't have enough money. Right. right. Like budget. Come on. Yeah. Especially for organic, Ooh. you know, and prices local. are nuts right now. Nuts. They yeah. are absolutely crazy. And so, you know, I encourage people in the book, I'm sure which we'll talk about, to eat local, mm-hmm. to find a rancher or a farmer near you, to know your food, to know your farmer. And, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. It can be. It can be. So I wrote the book specifically out of my own, you know, w- journey, which mm-hmm. is let's, what do I eat? How can I make it affordable? And then just how do you do it and, you know, make it easy. Simple, time, short, yes. (laughs) Right, perfect. And your book was great because it explains that. You've got meal plans, recipes, tips and tricks, and it's all totally doable. So let's talk about some of the stuff that you brought up in the book. Like one of the things I would love to discuss is what is the difference between dead food and live food? Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's just... Just think about it. I, I, I talked about it in the book, but what is a Cheeto made out of? Like, seriously, what is a Cheeto? Yeah, Not I, that I'm opposed to Cheetos right, I don't on even a know. fundamental level, but what is it? Something crunchy. I bet if you <laughs> did the, you know, worked in the factory and saw it being made, you might change your mind about yeah. Cheetos. I think that might be true for a lot of things. I think you're right. Yeah. And so when you start questioning, going, I don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it. I think it's actually like a corn gloop that they kind of yeah. form. And it's all these chemical compounds, I'm assuming, that make the cheesy taste, right? Right. So that, to me, is dead food. There's no nutrients, yeah. really. No I nutrients. Mean, no nutrients okay. in that. Versus you put an apple out on the counter, and that apple will slowly decompose mm-hmm. itself. And that's what it's supposed to do. You know it's alive. You know it's living. You're going to get all those nutrients if you eat that. Mm-hmm. So who wouldn't want all those living, wonderful nutrients? Right. Oh, my gosh. Of course, that brings to mind the photos of like a McDonald's that somebody bought like five years ago and it looks the same. So we're going to call that dead food. I'm going to call that dead food. I've also heard about Twinkies that you can keep for like, I don't know, 20 years. Wow. I mean, that's awesome maybe that it doesn't decompose in 20 years. No. Why would you put that in your stomach? I mean, what? Okay. So, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Dead food, no nutrients, live food, all the good stuff. So I read in your book, Pesticides... Did I read this right? So 16 pounds of chemicals, we eat that a year? Absolutely. And then 95% of American children test positive for having toxic pesticides? In their body. And I'm guessing, especially like here in the Midwest with all of our crops and stuff, Mm -hmm. that is just, that is scary numbers. Well, and the one thing I do, because I teach a lot of students nutrition. I teach nutrition education to elementary, middle school, high school students. And we really talk just a little bit about the bad things that uh-huh. are out there, Cammie. But yeah. honestly, I do that. I call it the scared straight program because, you know, once you find out some of the crazy stuff that's in food, like right. um, there's a pizza company who I will not name who uses the same ingredients that those kind of foam mattresses use. What? So once you kind of figure that out yeah. a little bit, that's all you need to know is my brain is not big enough to figure out all the horrible things that are in food. So I just choose the good food, the pure water, right? rather than trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to avoid these pesticides? Well, I'm just going to do the opposite and try to find a clean source of water, a beautiful source of vegetables that hasn't been sprayed. Right. You know, organic is what they called in the 50s food. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's not that complicated, right? You're right. And ever since then, I think, do you think it's because we've gotten so busy that the food has just gotten easier to put in our face, like Cheetos? 
Like you're hungry, just go get a bag of chips and a sandwich out of the machine and you're good to go. But are you? Exactly. Uh, No, you're not. And you really should think about what you're eating. And I say, because I'm a brain therapist, of course, what have you fed your brain today? And I can see people who are nutrient deficient. I can see people who are starving, even Mm -hmm. if they're overweight, if they have big dark circles under their eyes, or if they're aching or they're kind of hobbling or their skin isn't like nice and pink. You can tell that they're just not getting amazing nutrients. Right. And so I would love... For the world to know the power of nutrition. Um, I had a beautiful experience in my own life Mm -hmm. because, yes, I healed phenomenally. But when I switched the way I was eating, Cammie, I was like, I am not cooking multiple meals for my family. So everybody in the house is getting the same thing that I'm eating. Right. And I actually got rid of all the bad stuff out of the house, which my (laughs) husband was not thrilled about. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) But our son was eight years old at the time. Ah. And he was... I would say a pretty typical eight-year-old. Um, we had started going, you know, looking for an orthodontist. He was probably going to need braces. He was pretty whiny, very pale, and mm. he had the, you know, the basic American kid diet of sure. goldfish crackers and those little microwave meals with dinosaur chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, that are really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, horrible nutrients, and so or none. And so he got to switch with me and dad. Uh We all switched to these wholesome, real foods like meat, eggs, butter, cheese, you know, all just the basics. Go back to the basics is what I'm saying. And so he grew phenomenally over the years. And I, you know, it wasn't because I was the most amazing mother. It was because I had to switch, but he got so much of the benefits. I bet. And kids who get nutrition at the right age, first of all, they have bigger brains. So if you're out there trying to grow amazing kids or grandkids, right? they have a bigger space in their head. They're happier. Mm-hmm. They actually have better mental health because they have all the nutrients that they need. You know, if you see a little kid kind of throwing a temper tantrum in a grocery store, uh-huh. there's probably two reasons. A, they're starving, right. or B, they're tired. Uh. So, you know, I used to think, oh, you know, those kids, how dare they behave that way? But yeah. you know what? It's usually something simple like yeah. that. They're hangry. Angry. Yeah. And I just want to go give them a little piece of cheese or an apple. Yeah. Rather than, you know, address the issue as it is, rather than think, well, this is just behavior. Right. And I love that you brought your son in at eight because I feel like, I don't know, kids just are going to eat whatever is put in front of them. Like they don't know any better at the time. So it's really important that we start our kids eating healthy at a young age. Amen. And also, you know, the world's trying to give your kid a sucker or a cookie. Right. And it happens, right? So that used to bother me too. I was like, oh, no, I can't control that. You're right. You can't. You can control what you can control. Mm -hmm. And so I just fed amazing food at home. Right. And then once in a while you get a sucker or a cookie, right? Yeah. So, but honestly, um, our son, so we gave up gluten because not everybody is gluten, you know, bothered right, by gluten. Right. But but there's a significant amount of the population and everybody gets inflammation from gluten. Now, is that because, is it really the Roundup or is it the gluten? I think it's both. I think okay. it's the Roundup and also wheat has been modified through the years yes. to be really difficult. As you know, if yep. anybody who's traveled to Europe has eaten gluten, you can probably eat gluten there and you can't here it bothers more people than not. So it's it's more about the, you know, the modification through the years probably. Right. But and there's some really great books out there. Uh, I think Wheat Belly is one, uh, hmm. Grain Brain. Okay. Those are some amazing books um, that, you know, you can go further into the inflammation of the brain with wheat. 
heat or the inflammation of the body. But so we went gluten free. That mm-hmm. was just how we did it. You can you choose a better, you know, what would be awesome if you have the time and you have the love is to make your own sourdough bread. Yes. And then you can break down the harmful mm, you know, proteins in gluten that are harder to digest. Right. You can break it down in a natural fermented way. I'm just not a bread baker, but there are some people that have oh, that love. So That makes so much sense because that is the only bread that doesn't bug me. Okay, I'm picking up what you're laying down here. So in your book, you mentioned the Holy Trinity of Foods. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that and tell us why every each one of those is so important? Absolutely. So the Holy Trinity of Healing Foods are kefir, so mm-hmm. milk kefir, bone broth, and raw fermented sauerkraut. Okay. And when I heard those, I had never heard of any of those. So if those are new to you, don't worry about it. I'll explain them. So raw fermented sauerkraut is where I started. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it... Um, you know, this is one of the holy trinity of healing foods is it will actually, well, it's a fermented cabbage. So the ferment helps break it down, right? right? But then it creates all those lovely beneficial bacteria in the process. Uh Beneficial bacteria being what we need in our gut to help us break down anything to maintain health. It's it's vital for everything. It gives us our hydrochloric acid. So all the beauty of that living bacteria, the microbiome in our gut is yep. huge. So you hear the word probiotic. Mm-hmm. This is a living probiotic. Got it. You should just take it. It's alive. It's nutrient rich. And also if you have um, heartburn or GERD or any yes. of those things, you take a shot of the juice out of that raw fermented sauerkraut and it will stop it immediately. It's what? so fast. Did I read that part? I must have skipped it. Okay. I, <laughs> I know what I'm doing when I get home. <laughs> yeah. We call it liquid gold. Oh my goodness. Liquid gold. And you can now, if you wanted to, you can buy good brands of raw fermented sauerkraut. You can make your own. Mm-hmm. I, I have a YouTube video on how to make your own. But and it takes maybe uh, three weeks to make your own. It's fun. It's interesting to watch the process of the ferment happen. Yeah. And then you just take one spoonful every day. That's your medicine. That's your living food. That is your medicine. And you take it as such. And then it helps you to digest your food. Hmm. I need to get on that. I bought that sauerkraut right after I read your book and I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> And I need to because we had to cancel our first conversation because of an IBS attack. Mm -hmm. So I really need to take this book to heart. So tell us about kefir. Okay, so kefir is um, a fermented product again. And and you can do water kefir if you choose. So in the old days when we started this, because I've been doing this for a while, my husband would take a drill and... You know, drill out a coconut and pour out the coconut water, <laughs> and then you would ferment it and then take that. And that's another living probiotic because I couldn't do dairy at the time. Right. So I had to work up to it. Okay. okay. So then I switched to raw milk kefir. So raw milk is a whole topic, but yep. again, just like organic food, raw milk was how milk was pre pasteurization. Pasteurization was not a bad thing because it killed off the bad bacteria, right. but it also kills off the good bacteria. Ah, okay. So it's really important to know your farmer again. But there are farms that brought it back, raw milk, back in the 1980s, back to Nebraska. And you can get raw milk on the farm here in the state of Nebraska. If you're in Iowa, you can belong to a herd share and own part of the cow. Oh. And it's totally legal. So you can do that to get huh. your raw milk. Now, if anybody's ever had raw milk... You will never go back to store-bought milk. It is incredible. Really? It is nutrient-filled. You just feel so good on raw milk. Now, it's expensive, mm-hmm. as all wonderful you know, medicines are that are living and whole and wholesome. 
But did you know you even have double the stem cells as a regular person if you drink raw milk? Really? I mean, it's incredible. Then you why just, don't we just do that? Because <laughs> you don't. people don't know about it, first of all. And second of all, you have to go out of your way to get it. Oh. And so it's expensive. I want to say it's about $13, $14 a gallon right Ooh, now. Wow. So when I started taking it, I took it as medicine. Everybody in my house got one cup. It was uh-huh. like, well, we had gotten rid of cereal by then, but don't you dare put that on your cereal. You know what I mean? Right. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not something to be wasted. And and so, and then you, if you're starting on milk, you start with a kefir ferment, okay? Okay. So kefir is just really an interesting thing. You have these little, we call them squishies, but they're little grains that hmm. are living okay. and they ferment. And they have such a fascinating history from being back in the, I think they're from the Ural Mountains and the Ural Mountain tribes consider those to be like gold, to like money to them okay. because they knew they brought health. Ah. And so it was just fascinating. It's a really fascinating history how they came to be in uh, the West. But it, you put them in your milk mm-hmm. and they kind of eat the – they help you break down the milk proteins. They start breaking it down for you Got it. and the ferment process, okay? So here's this raw milk that's unpasteurized and you need to get it from a very, very, very clean farm. I okay. mean, it's like right. eating sushi. Yeah. Come on. You yeah. want to You want to know. You don't want to smell the cows. The cows need to be clean. You mm-hmm. need to meet the farmer. You need to see the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. That's all really important. But here you put this jar of raw milk on the counter and you put these grains in it and you let it ferment. Well, my husband thought I was insane. He said, are you serious? You're going to drink that? Because you leave it out for a couple days, right? And it gets thick like yogurt. That's how you make yogurt. That's Yes. Delicious. You you get this really thick, very sour product Uh that's kefir, raw milk kefir. And then you strain out the grains and you start the process in a new clean batch of milk. But- when you drink it, oh my gosh. So you drink it as medicine. Okay. And I would recommend like mm, three to four ounces in the morning, three to four ounces at night. Okay. If you've ever seen the power of kefir, raw milk kefir, and if you need to, the store does now sell kefir. Yep. So there are a couple of brands of kefir. They are pasteurized, so it's not as amazing as the raw milk kefir, but it's okay. definitely good. Okay, it's good. good. But you can calm a child from having a temper tantrum just by a dose of kefir. Wow. If you give it to somebody who struggles with nightmares before they go to bed, you can sleep through the night with no nightmares. Whoa. Why? Because there's so many nutrients in kefir. B vitamins, amino acids. And amino acids calm the brain, right? You have GABA and tryptophan and all these beautiful things that are calming to the brain right before bed or first thing in the morning. So I would take Ah. it as a dose with your sauerkraut. Then one little little shot of kefir, one little Got shot it. before bed. Okay, mm-hmm. look at that. And All the right. third one yes. is bone broth. All right. Okay, also known as Jewish penicillin. That's right. Jewish penicillin. Uh-huh. Right, because bone broth, again, you take um, bones, good bones, bones from a chicken, bones from, I've done pork chops, I've done, you know, bone in roast. I just use those bones after I roast the chicken, eat the chicken, so you get a lot of uses out of it. Then you put it in the crock pot and you let it kind of simmer for Mm -hmm. 24, 48 hours and you make sure you have an acid in there like a little bit of apple cider vinegar, lemon juice. Okay. And then that pulls all those nutrients from those bones, the connective tissues, the calcium from the bones, all of those beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful things that are in in that animal pull into the liquid, strain out and you know, the bones can, they're done. Yep. And then you put that in the fridge. Oh, have you ever seen gravy the next day? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, after Thanksgiving yeah. and how it's like gelled. Uh-huh. That gel is healing to us. 
It's huh. it's restores our connective tissue, our collagen, all these products that you'd have to buy. Right, you can get simply from eating a roast chicken on Sunday and then putting the bones in the crock pot and Perfect. drinking that on Monday. So a lot of this is, is so common sense, but we just have to kind of use that common sense because all of this is available. But my question to you then, so here we are in Nebraska and here we are in Iowa. We're surrounded by all these farms. And like you said, go visit. But if we can't get to a farm and we can't afford it, is there anything that we can do instead? Absolutely. So first of all, you just need to call me. I'm going to give you all my phone number. This is kind of scary, but (laughs) you call me 402-637-8929. And I keep a list of amazing farms because so many people would say to me, I don't know what to look for in a farm. Mm -hmm. So it's my mm, calling, the way I give back, is to go and find amazing farms. And there's some great farms, don't get me wrong. Farmers are working really hard. I love farms. But there's some specific farms that are doing everything right. And they care more about your health than you have any idea that you need to even be aware of. I love that. And so I have gone through and I have chosen these amazing ranchers. I'm telling you, Nebraska has the best beef on the planet. We really, really do. I believe it. And they have, I don't know, it's like the pinnacle of meat here in our state that you can get. And they are so good, these ranchers, they will deliver it to you. Wow. Now, most of them live a couple hours away. Sure. But they are used to having customers in Omaha, so they have a a weekly drop or a bi-monthly or whatever. So you can just arrange with them. And you don't have to buy a quarter cow anymore. You know, in the old days, you had to buy a half of a cow. You don't. If you want hamburger, you buy hamburger. If you want steak, you buy steak. You pay for the pound. And they're just lovely and wonderful people. And at the beginning, I thought, do I have to have a relationship with everybody? The person who does my meat, the egg guy, the bread lady, the milk guy. Uh, Yeah, you do. Because it matters. It does. When they're struggling, you know, the product might struggle too. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, hey, I don't have as many eggs, what's going on? Then you get to know their life story. You get to know what's going on with them and how you can maybe, you know, pour into them or, mm-hmm. or their struggles and challenges, things you never even knew. Right? That makes so much sense. It's like it's like how we used to do it mm-hmm. because now you just go and fill your card up. You don't know where this came from or who created it or anything. And like you said, we're right here. So you've got a list. So, Miranda, tell us, I think this sounds super easy after reading your book. I mean, if I can do it, I haven't done it yet, but I want to and I'm going to. How easy really is it to make this change? You know, it's really a mindset It really is. I mean, I am calling you to go back into the kitchen, obviously. Right. And I believe in a good dishwasher, obviously, (laughs) because there's nothing like it. But I have one pan. I have one cast iron pan that I keep on the stove all the time. Uh I have one crock pot, the cheapest kind that you can get from Walmart or wherever you get cheap crock pots. Right. And I believe in keeping it simple. I love that. And my recipes, honestly, I try really hard not to use any weird ingredients that you're going to use one time and never again. Right. I try to use salt, pepper, butter. When you start using amazing food from real, wonderful farms, that is grass-fed, grass-finished beef, that is pastured pork, that means pigs that are out on pasture, that is chickens that are out in the sunshine, you get this amazing, incredible flavor with simple spices like salt, pepper, and butter. I bet. And people come over to our house all the time and they say, how did you flavor this meat? Uh, salt and pepper? 
You know, it's really simple. Yep. Lemon juice, olive oil. These are the simple things. So it does it does take some doing to change your mind about don't complicate this. Don't make this challenging. We're not going to be sautéing kale, I promise you. Thank goodness. It, it is <laughs> so easy for anybody to live this way. I really believe in keeping dishes to a minimum, making it flow through your day, feeding your children this way, feeding your grandchildren this way. Mm-hmm. However you can pour nutrients into those around you and those you love is the key. That is the key. And you'll feel better. I mean, immediately, right? Immediately. Your gut, your brain. Yes. And less brain fog. And we all know it sounds great to eat a chocolate sundae, but when you eat it, you do not feel good. No, you don't. I and mean, you might for a second, like, woohoo, that was great. Right. And then, and then I don't know, it, you're going to pay for that you for several for hours it. and you maybe will. even the next day. And true hunger, actually, Cammie, is am I going to be satisfied with a baked potato and a piece of chicken? Huh. It's not really hunger if you're like, mm, I think I need chocolate. Right? Right. Yes, that makes total sense. Now, we only have about five minutes. Again, time flies. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the Weston A. Price chapter because you're the leader for Omaha. So tell us about that. I am. So again, that's why I keep the farm list. Um, But Weston A. Price studies food. They study the nutrition and the nutrient density of food. So nutrient density means how much nutrients are packed into certain foods. Okay. And that came out of um, a gentleman way back in the 20s and 30s. His name was Weston A. Price, Mm -hmm. a dentist who noticed that people were really starting to not have great teeth and their Hmm. face shape was changing and they had crowding in their teeth and they were looking more pale and they were less happy. And he said... I'm going to go to places, I think it's because we have processed food. Can you imagine? Right. So processed food for them was canned goods. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I think it's sugar, but I don't know. So I'm going to go to places where they don't have any access to that okay. and see what those people are eating and see what their health looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to read his book, but it's all about, he started out in Switzerland, which you're thinking... That was, you know. Yeah. But it was a little town where you had to hike in. There was no roads. Oh, okay. And he hiked in and he studied the people. And his notes say that the children's teeth were covered in green slime because they'd never seen a toothbrush. And yet they had no cavities, no disease. Huh. They were exceptionally healthy. And he thought, okay, well, what are they eating? And at first he thought, well, these really healthy people would be vegetarians, right? Right. But they didn't have the sunlight to grow vegetables in the Alps. They only had a month of, you know, growing season. Uh So they had a few vegetables, but they were really eating fermented sourdough bread, Ah. good butter from cows who were out on grass because the nutrients from grass are incredible, especially in the spring. Yeah. Mm. And so then they would milk the cows, use the butter, use all the parts of the cow, the liver, the organ meats, the things we don't typically eat, right. and gain all of their nutrients. And they had this robust health. And so huh. anyway, Weston A. Price is an incredible organization. We all don't agree on everything uh, in the Weston A. Price Association or Society, <laughs> which is great. We just debate a lot. Sure. But we're looking at who has nutrients, what foods can we eat to help our bodies heal? Well, it all makes sense to me. And again, your book was so easy to read. I just sat down and literally was like, oh, my gosh. And I kept saying to my wife, did you know this? Did you know this? Like, we got to change the way we eat. So with the three minutes left, tell us again where we can find Mighty Fork. 
I picked it up from you. So can we get it on Amazon? Can we find it at a bookstore? You can get it on Amazon, The Mighty Fork, Healing Your Mind and Body with Food. Okay. Or it's at the library if you happen to live in Omaha or Bennington. I think it's in quite a few of the local libraries. But yeah, Amazon would be the best place. Okay, good. Now, we barely scratched the surface because there's so much more there. And I also love the recipes because I love to read recipes as it is. And I was reading. I'm like, I can do this. I can totally make this for a minute. I could do this. So it sounds, I mean, it's so easy. I try to keep it really simple, Cammie, because I need it simple for me. Right. I need it really, uh, really easy. So that's what my goal is with the book. Keep it simple. Keep it honest. Perfect. Well, Miranda, one more time. What's a good number for you for people to call you to ask you for that farm list? It's 402-637-8929. All right, folks. So don't be shy. If you, too, would like to feel better and change your diet, Miranda Sherman and the Mighty Fork, again, can be found at Amazon and various bookstores. Miranda, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks, Cammie. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.